0: What's up, y'all? This is Brett. And Armani, And this is You You Gotta gotta Relax, relax. the podcast where we give hot takes. And not-so-hot takes. On pop culture, past, and present.
1: Finally, finally, finally get Brett to come and record our very first podcast. Here he goes.
0: Yeah, it finally, but I mean, this was just something that we needed to work on, you know, work in progress. We're around, getting to it.
1: Around work.
0: Yeah. It's okay, though.
1: Here we are. We're doing it. Yep. So, how was, how was your week?
0: Honestly, it's been really chill. Uh, I've been doing a lot of self-care this week, so it's been all about me and i'm not mad about it
1: No, he's been ignoring everybody checking his text messages 45 minutes later nah
0: not even not even that's a complete lie except for some i suppose but
1: no sir did you listen to anything this week podcast music
0: um i was listening to a lot of old music this week i say old meaning like maybe of the last decade but i wasn't necessarily peeping anything new this week last week i checked out a couple of new things
1: only new things I listened to this week was Justin Bieber's album, which I thought I would like and did not end up liking. Turned mm-hmm. it off, was like, I'm not going to sit through the rest of this. I hear the elements, but then when I looked at the track list and then saw that he had Martin Luther King as one of the track listings, I mean, I get it. What? And unless he's like sending royalties to the family, I get it, uh, but I don't get it.
0: I would hope he is. I mean, that's incredibly awkward, if not, right?
1: I mean, Loki. I don't even. I I don't even. I don't even know if he put some of the the speech in the album. That's what I was gonna
0: ask. Like, how did you use that without rights? Or and if you did get rights, like, I would. I would
1: assume that
0: you would have to be able to, like, yeah, give something back to the family or the estate
1: or whatever. I listened to one song with on and Daniel Caesar, and that was all I needed. Yeah, yeah. Although I I thought thought it was going to be a slow version that he did on that video that was running around Twitter. But this was like a sped up version I did not enjoy. Not didn't enjoy it. I could sing it. It's fun, but it's like, it's too fast. I thought it was going to be something slow and soulful that maybe Giveon or Daniel Caesar would sing themselves.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You know, to me, with Justin Bieber, as he's gotten older, I sort of feel like he's struggling to like maintain a sound, right? Like when he was younger, it was this sort of like gimmick of this little young pop star boy. But in time, his career has just sort of like become, unfortunately, like, I don't know, he kind of gets like a lot of bad press, I sort of feel like for the most part. And I just sort of think people don't take him as seriously the older he's gotten. So he hasn't been able to develop a sound from that.
1: I feel like that is a whole podcast episode yeah. to talk about people who've been his age and had to adjust with being a celebrity from yeah. that young. Because when yeah. you really, really think about it, like that is, that, I wouldn't, traumatic might be a big word, but like, that's crazy. Yeah, you, but he was
0: like a manufactured celebrity. He came from like off of YouTube, just little, this little kid singing on YouTube.
1: I mean, it's almost... It's almost the the Miley Cyrus story sorta
0: kind of but she was able to like build a career off of TV
1: only because YouTube wasn't yeah. what it was yet. Yeah. But still it's like I could see them going crazy and I could see them falling in love with black culture and then <laughs> yeah. being weird after that. Yeah, of course, then, of course. And then being told, "Oh, you can't love black culture the way you do and now you got to tone it down." But you hanging out with who you look who they're hanging out with. You think he's they hanging out with like Adam Levine all the time? No. He's I hanging would, out with little Yachty's and all these cool ass people. Hanging out with Drake. Mm-hmm. You seen him in the, the pop yeah the the pop, pop star, star video? video.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, honestly, yeah. that that sounds a that sounds a jam.
1: I fuck with that song. I did not like that song in the beginning. What? I, I, I fuck with I that song. Did not a lot of Drake's songs have a a weird sound. Like he's trying something new, and I could hear that he's trying something new, and I don't like it, but then it grows on me, and I'm like, I see what you did there.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, honestly, like a song like that is a perfect example of like, I don't know if you do this, but this happens to me all the time. It's like that shower hook where you're like in the shower and you come up with a hook in your head and you're like, oh, damn, this is like, it's almost like easy, too easy. Right. Did you, did you listen
1: to What's Next? Is The three pack you put out? No, I didn't listen to if it. When you do, I didn't even give it a chance. You're going to hear What's Next and you're going to be like, that's exactly what I was talking about. He had it in his head, yeah. and he was like, fuck it, I'm going to put it down. I'm Drake. I'm yeah. going to put it yeah. down and see what happens. But then he put Lil Baby on the next song, and mm. Lil Baby ate him up completely. You know what? And it does that doesn't, that doesn't happen often. It's very rare that someone gets on a song with Drake, Drake and, and can eat him, him up. up.
0: But you know what? Because Baby is like, to me, he is like sort of, we had this discussion prior too, but I honestly feel like he really is kind of like future of rap. Big for like in a big way. What do you mean, like future as in the rap, or future
1: as in like I sort of see him
0: having like a long term career in rap, and I sort of see him being able to to maintain a career throughout it. And I see it because he didn't want it
1: from the beginning. That wasn't his goal. He was selling drugs and being wild. His shit isn't corny. And Thugger said, "I will pay you to be in the studio, to get out the street," and Mm -hmm. it worked. And he ended up being amazing. Yeah. Then there's so many new rappers that I'm just. There's so many new rappers I'm listening to that I'm hearing like one or two songs. I'm like, all right, you're nice. You're nice. You're like, it gets, it gets to the point where it's like overwhelming. I don't want to listen to anything anymore because I'm like, everybody's nice for the most part the people I'm listening to. Not everybody's nice, but there's (laughs) a few. And I'm like, all right, you're nice in your own way. You're nice in your own way. You're nice in your own. It's like, I can't keep up with everybody being nice. And then hearing them on the same song. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's, I'm I'm happy to hear that a lot of these rappers are, are good. And it, it's kind of reversing remember mm. there was like that whole era where the last few years where everybody was trash and it's yeah, like yeah what now and then then the people who were actually decent rappers were like all right I could get in on this wave that's going right now but yeah. I'm actually good at it and baby was like one of the first people to really be that good
0: yeah you feel like maybe in a way that maybe like his career obviously the Baby's career I I wish obviously pop was still around but maybe even for him too if he were still here you remember like that moment in time where kendrick and um j cole and like they're all coming out around the same time you know and it was almost like this little moment where young there was this like young group of rappers that were coming out everybody was like really respecting them and they were really kind of like setting it up for themselves and now right now that moment is in a way happening, happening for them like for little baby the, freshman, the baby
1: the freshman cover yeah i guess we call him the freshman yeah it's going to be fire yeah maybe not this year but like of last year it's going to be fire with the people that i'm thinking of it's it's but baby was on a freshman cover i believe even anyway, I don't even if he
0: wasn't i would still put him in a group of people that probably should have been yeah i mean either way yeah and then not you know at the same time, female rap has also become such That's a big a whole, thing too. That that so, is, there
1: needs to be a fresh. I don't know if they want to call them for. Well, it's still freshmen because in high school, boy or girl. Yeah, it doesn't you matter. You don't you don't have to break them up. There's female. It's getting to the point where it's like. It's it's not even fair. How many nice female rappers that are out mm-hmm. there that don't even get the recognition? Mm-hmm. Like Amaretta, Amani Caesar. Um, chica's getting her little recognition she she got her rec
0: and she was grammy nominated so i'm gonna give it to her i'm gonna give it to her she did that honestly that's a gag too because she was in the freshman group as well and i don't think i think that she was in the freshman group the same year that megan was in it and then both of them just ended up being grammy nominated for best new artist this year so i'm glad that they would give two female actually three female rappers because doja was in it as well Mm -hmm. this year Three female rappers and best new artists and Grammys, like Grammy nominations this year, that's pretty incredible.
1: I also feel like it's getting to the point where everyone's gonna be like, "Remember how everyone wanted a diploma? Oh, I need to have the diploma and blah blah blah." Like, people thought that way about the Grammy, and now it's like, "Do I really even need that?" The Grammy? It's like, yeah, yeah it's not, not not that now. Not that everybody can get, not that now everyone can get one, but it's like, I wouldn't say that. It's just, but if you look at what happened at the Grammys this year, they had Jay Z and Beyonce there. Yeah, that goes to show you jay-z and beyonce had a had a a reason for being there yeah of course course. we're gonna come but everyone else needs to come and you need to acknowledge that yeah 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 everything else on the internet was cool everything else they were playing on the radio was cool that's not what was playing on that's not what was playing Mm -hmm. this is what was playing megan had the entire year yeah she stole it from the baby yeah and And took the entire last two years she
0: was not just the female rapper of the year she was the rapper of the year
1: the rapper of the year. Period. Besides Pop Smoke being gone, and yeah, I, I feel, yeah, and I feel like only well, he, in my personal, he was the rapper of the year, but he was gone, and that's why he became rapper of the year. That's why his album did so much.
0: Yeah, I can't help but wonder what his career would have turned into.
1: I mean, it would have, it would have been, of course, it would have been long, but it's just he, the album wouldn't have did as well because he, he wasn't gonna put that album out. He had a whole other album mm-hmm. ready to put out, and well, they put that one out for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of I, no shade because I do love the album, understandably so. It was it was slightly for me, slightly underwhelming coming off of Meet the Wu which was fire.
1: Nothing's gonna beat that's like everyone's second album. That's like the massacre and get rich or die trying. I mean, it was, I still listen to it,
0: I still, I still listen like to meet the multiple Wutu. times a week.
1: I mean, I don't really listen, I mean, I listen to Shoot for the Stars, but like. I wanted... I wanted. It's like
0: I listened to select tracks.
1: Yeah, I knew what I wanted from him, and he was doing it, but when he died, they were like, all right, we have to put the songs out there that are going to make it, that are going to be his transition songs. Mm -hmm. And they left out a lot of these Brooklyn rappers that had he been alive, there would have been songs with these Brooklyn rappers. It wouldn't have been what they put on there. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it is what it is.
1: Do you want to get to the quote unquote main topic yeah. of today's episode. Yeah,
0: I think we need to just
1: go right into it. Let's go. So my question to Brett has been and always has always has been my question to Brett has always been what is one of the most impactful moments of pop culture or music or entertainment in general that changed you as a person and how often has there been one of those moments for you
0: it's such like a specific question that it's really difficult to answer because honestly i felt like it wasn't necessarily a moment of pop culture so much as it was like an era of pop culture that really helped me sort of figure out the person that i i was like my identity right so i think that honestly it's really difficult to even begin to explain it without kind of giving a bit of a timeline to it but you know first of all maybe not everybody listening knows this surely not everybody knows this uh so I grew up in South Florida and I grew up in Fort Lauderdale and um growing up I sort of always had uh, at least in my younger years in elementary school and whatnot, I had a difficult time uh, sort of understanding who I was. And by the time I, but I, I did, I will say I always identified with, um, like, I shouldn't say identified. What I always really found myself uh, gravitating towards was a lot of R&B and hip hop music, for sure um and it was probably more or less because of the area I grew up in however by the time I got into middle school that's when I really started getting knee-deep into becoming more interested in who these artists were and the fashion that kind of correlated with hip-hop culture and influence and I think that that era of let's say like 2000 to 2004 was really a pinnacle time for me where I just sort of started figuring out like a balance of who I wanted to be as a person, right? Because for me, it was a difficulty of like, is, am I gonna be a very masculine person? I have feminine traits that I would try to suppress. And I sort of felt like by clinging to hip hop music, it helped me really put forth a face of masculine energy but I would it's not to say that it was a show it's to say that this is something that I identified with in terms of like this was interesting to me I really did gravitate towards it because of that interest so that era of music is when I sort of figured out how I would balance out those two energies for myself and uh, by the time I got into high school yeah then I just started trying to fine-tune that whole persona for myself I suppose so what what moment in pop culture I can't say there is one it was an era of pop culture that sort of defined myself and really made an impact in my life so that was it
1: yeah well not everybody knows but if you do know me I'm pretty sure I've let you know that I was born and raised in New York I'm pretty sure everybody knows that and they could tell they, by your voice they better know I don't even have the accent like some people <laughs> I know but born and raised in New York. Born in Brooklyn, raised in Brooklyn for a while, then raised in the lower part of Manhattan, the West Village, and then back to Brooklyn and between Lower East Side, and you know, I've just been everywhere. And I feel like it's the same as well, an era, but I've had, mom- I, I, I always say moments because I can remember specific times where it was like, this is what's happening right now. And I just remember a pivot point for me from there, like there was a point where I only listened to Disney channel shit. Like, <laughs> like Bewitched, O-Town. I talk about this all the time. The, I remember, I remember making the band before it was the, the rap, the hip hop. It was a whole. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It band. was
1: O-Town. It was yeah. O-Town. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And that's all I was, I watched Liz McGuire. Then like some, I, I, I credited to, that's why I say moments. Cause I credit it to what changed me, changed me, changed me as in music and stuff is when get rich or die. Trying* came out okay that's when i was like oh this is the gangster like i've heard of course i've heard gangster music but i didn't understand it i was 11. Mm-hmm. came out 2001 i was 11. and a lot of stuff happened that year but but like besides not 11 like being around that but i remember hearing get richard Die trying and i remember i know that whole album front to back i don't think i could say it about any other album in my entire life right and it's like that was when i saw what a gangster was from 50 and G unit in general, because mm-hmm. I had a lot of moments. There's a lot of stuff that me being from New York that Brett wouldn't have had in South Florida, the same right. way, especially in Fort Lauderdale. Right, right. Cause, he, Cause like when you listen to like drink champs and stuff and they talk about just all the stuff they did in Miami, even when you watch like hip hop evolution and they talk about uncle Luke and all the stuff they were doing. It's just like, it was the same, but it wasn't like a very pivotal moment for me was when I started buying my own um my own bootleg DV, bootleg CDs. Mm-hmm. I started going to the bootleg man and I didn't really buy albums. that was another thing a lot of people really? li- a lot of people listen to albums. yeah I heard 112 and all this stuff. I didn't hear the albums. My mother and father they had the albums, but my father would always have the five dollar bootleg. Of a mixtape mm-hmm. and a R&B mixtape, a uh, reggae mixtape. So I heard these songs individually, and then I started seeing the albums. Right, and that was you know that the first time I a lot of people first time hearing Nicki Minaj was on TV. I used to buy Smack DVDs. A lot of people don't even know what Smack DVDs are, and that was the that was when I that was the first time I've even seen Nicki Minaj. That was she wasn't even on the radio, mm-hmm. and that's when she was um being. I don't know if you know who Waka Flocka's mom is. Mm-mm. That's that was her manager.
0: Oh shit! Really? If there's a
1: there's a there's a on Hulu. There's a documentary called Hip Hop Uncovered, I believe, mm-hmm. and it's about like I always tell you about all the gangsters and stuff that I just knew of and I knew stories behind like why Fifty got shot and this person that why this person doesn't talk to this person. Waka Flocka's mom was big. She's not like just no his mom. She was always right. a manager. She got shot and all that stuff for being that. But she used to be. She used to hang around with mobsters and stuff. Like her father was somebody. Hey, the okay. mobsters used to keep her around because of her father. <laughs> what she had pull and had pull still has it to this day. That's just the whole. She, she managed Gucci Man. Oh shit! Yeah, I there's had story, no idea. There's a story of Gucci Man. This is side though. But there's a story of Gucci Man, old Gucci, meeting up with French Montana. Rich Montana was supposed to get a record from him like a, you know, a feature. Gucci took the $5,000 and left out the back door and just never what? came back. But that's just to say that. But that's just where I've just seen all this stuff. It was like I never got I never I didn't understand going to the store and buying a CD until I had my own money. I was like, "All right, I got Christmas money. I'm going to Virgin Mobile. I'm going to listen to the CD and i'ma buy mm-hmm. it and this is mine
0: now how old were you then
1: Thir- 13. That,
0: that's crazy the,
1: the first album i remember buying but like the physical cd that i remember to this, i'm pretty sure i bought one before that but the first physical one that i was like i want this and i'm gonna jam to this with my headphones was robin thick's debut album mm-hmm. and i think i still have it somewhere
0: that's so wild that's one
1: of my favorite albums of all time yo
0: i, I know for a fact that the first cd i ever bought with my own money was this is so corny was Will Smith, Big Willie style. <laughs> but it's so corny to say that, but I say it because I was buying CDs when I was like 98. I mean, I if I got money for something, my money went towards buying CDs from like and, a really and how much was age. it? How much did I buy it for? I think maybe $14.
1: You see a bootleg CD was
0: $5. Yeah, well, I mean, I was a white kid living in Fort Lauderdale, so.
1: And and I say that to say, because I knew talking about this was going to bring out so much difference because all I had to do was sit on a train and they were selling the CDs walking down the train. Like he had to, like Brent had to go to a store. Yeah, like it was just different, just from being two different places.
0: Yeah, I definitely would buy my CDs from Target, or I would go to this place called CD Warehouse, where they basically just resold CDs at a discounted price. Which is where I actually bought the One Twelve album, which is funny because you brought that up. Yep,
1: I I I don't know why, but I specifically remember the first time I heard Peaches and Cream. Yeah, was on a Mm mixtape, and then my father had the bootleg CD. And, and
0: that's, that's what you hear. And uh, no, what's it called? It's over now, which is over, my favorite they, song that, from 112. Period. There's so
1: many sleeper songs on that album that people don't even realize. They just hear "Peaches and Cream" mm-hmm. and think, "Yeah, they know like 112. the classics." Yeah, but we should we should we're gonna we're gonna do some album reviews and yeah we should, we should revisit some old ones. We should we have, really should we should ha- and like when we used to do the lives we should have uh not a not a B side version, but like. We come and get like the sleeper songs, yeah. on albums that be like, "Oh, I didn't even realize that mm-hmm. was on this album." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I'm down
1: for that. What? Give me a sp- another specific moment, like, uh, mm,
0: I mean, definitely. You brought up "Get Rich or Die Trying," and I can remember that whole era. And honestly, that was definitely a big moment for me too. I can remember me and my brother that whole summer we played that shit out. We had that CD as well. And actually I was so invested into G unit. I had G unit sneakers. Like I wasn't playing any games. Yeah, I did. I I definitely, I definitely asked for that for Christmas and I got
1: it. Well, I had, I had S dot carters. My father bought me those.
0: Okay. Word
1: fake Gucci shoes. That's what they were.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was that there was definitely that, but then, you know, This is back to where i would balance out or try to balance out my whole like masculine and and feminine energies and i was like still gravitating towards the female artists as well so at that around that same time was when beyonce went solo so i was super obsessed with her at a young age i had already loved her from destiny's child of course but that was also around 2003 2004 when she went solo so I was like all invested into, super invested into everything that was going on in music, right? Like at that time frame.
1: See, Brett has a very extensive R and B back, like yeah, collection like, in his head. Super heavy. I I don't have that. Not, I mean, I I don't know what my background. I guess it's just all of it. But like, I don't know anybody with a deeper R and B like connection
0: yo i I loved it i loved it and honestly i can also recall in like 2008 and maybe maybe like to an extent you could consider people like brandy and monica like pop artists as well at that time in 98 but still i mean it's r&b music at its core right and i can distinctly remember being like obsessed with them in 98 i like could not get enough even like artists like swv I was I was super invested into any type of female R&B vocalist. There it would just like pull me in, like.
1: Maybe, maybe it's I was because addicted. I have a very weird. Like. Time is weird to me. Like I don't remember. Like 2004 doesn't seem that far away from me. But when I when you really think about it, that was a long it time ago. It was very long ago. Like thinking, of get Richard t- trying 2001. There was a we were kids, so there was a, a lot of stuff going on. That when rappers and stuff talk about that stuff now, pretty sure David Richard uh, trying was two thousand four. No, 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 that was two thousand one. No, it was two thousand four. The day and age of technology, we looked this up. It was two thousand
0: four, and I'm gonna tell you that right now because "In the Club" was out and about around the same time as "Crazy in Love," and I know that to be a fact.
1: Oh wait, that's the movie.
0: Go ahead and look it up. You let me know. Telling you right now.
1: Released two thousand three. Yeah. But it was recorded November two, July <laughs> to November two thousand two. But remember what I said.
0: Okay, yeah. So I you, come you were ahead of the curve. Mixtapes
1: and and DVDs and stuff. I heard a lot of these. And songs And you were living before, in New York. So and I and I am living on. in New York. So I heard stuff so far ahead of Yeah, and that's where 50 are coming out. I always tell the story that at the time I met Dame Dash and he gave me a CD literally years before Punjabi MC came out and made a few years, maybe not a few years, maybe I'm exaggerating because I told you my, my concept of time is weird. It had to be at least two years before um, the young guns song came out. Can't stop. Won't stop. Mm-hmm. Like I literally had a CD. I had maybe 50 songs of songs that were really, it had to be years before they came out because there's songs that I still haven't heard from that album. And number Number one, my grandmother threw away my Dame Dash and Rockefeller autograph. Dang. Like I stapled it to the wall and she ripped it off and threw it in the garbage.
0: Yo, that is crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Ridiculous. I I can actually recall the first celebrity encounter I ever had. I went to a, this is such a random story, but I'm going to say it anyway. I went to a drug, like anti-drug summit in middle school and at the very end of it out of absolutely nowhere they just announced that timberland was making an appearance and he just came out and he walked it's like a room full of middle school students and he just comes kind of walk through the auditorium just like everyone's going crazy all he did was walk through didn't say a word and left and yeah that was my first time ever seeing a celebrity in person was timberland which was pretty crazy
1: which is a <laughs> Very re- weird celebrity to see first.
0: Yeah. And at this drug summit. It was just like really bizarre. The whole thing was so random. But whatever. It was dope. I, I mean, I would
1: enjoy that. There was a time where I wanted to be like Timbaland. But then I heard Kanye West. Yeah. And I, my whole life changed. That's yeah. a That's another monumental moment. Totally. Just, totally. Just Which yeah. is
0: also like 2004, right? What's the first album? Uh, uh, college college drop Dropout.
1: Out. Literally, I say this all the time. And I... If I could find the right tattoo artist, I would get him tattooed on me. That sounds wild, but yeah, I don't that, care. That does sound wild. But <laughs> Kanye West literally changed him. Kid Cudi literally changed my life.
0: I mean, if anything, get like the bear, you know?
1: I'd get the, I'd get the entire, I'd get the whole first album cover tattooed I, on I'll, my back. I'll
0: tell you, I'll tell you, and I mean, this is also meant for another discussion, but my favorite Kanye album forever and always is going to be Graduation. That was a huge moment for me in my life where... Uh, again if there was like a soundtrack to what was going on in my life at, at 2007 to 2008 graduation was the soundtrack it was it I think I must have listened to that album like ten times a day. I kept it on repeat
1: that's how it was with with college dropout I mean I, I, a lot of times I forget since I've listened to so much stuff I forget what was on what but graduate what name one of the biggest songs of graduation?
0: good morning can't tell me nothing good morning yeah, which yeah, is yeah, the yeah, best yeah. one to me but yeah can't tell me nothing it's probably like the and stronger maybe yeah. like all the bigger ones
1: that was when that was when he started changing the landscape or shit that's when I mean, everybody he got was into like,
0: electronic music and people and were like it had like sort of this spacey sound to it 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 was fire
1: that was when people started wanting to be him. That's when he was starting to change. Like, they were dressing mm-hmm. like him. He put mm-hmm. on Jordan 1s around that time, yeah. and then now, now look at
0: shades. it. Stupid ass shutter Shades. That was a ra- uh, jacket. I'll never
1: forget some man in Shutter Shades tried to tell my wife <laughs> she wasn't trendy with her shoes and she couldn't get in the club. I told that man I'd punch him dead in his mouth. You ever say something <laughs> like that to me with your Shutter Shades in your pocket and polo sneakers on?
0: Shutter Shades were a full Outside
1: outfit. of a New York club. You a grown man.
0: <laughs> Honestly... It's such a tacky thing, but you look at that and instantly it will take you back to that
1: era. Yep, it will take you back to that album. That book, wearing book bags. Mm -hmm. There was a point where Mm -hmm. I always woke. I had nothing in my backpack. I just had a backpack.
0: Kanye was all of like thirty-five years old, walking around like a college student
1: (laughs) (laughs) with 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 other shoes in his backpack. Yeah, Yeah. see the oh, I have another moment. I was younger. This was. You know the funny thing I didn't even know I didn't even live in did I live in New Manhattan yet I don't know all I know is I didn't know my I didn't know my now wife at the time but I specifically remember going to play baseball at the specific baseball field that was literally down the block from her house it's a Little backstory me and my wife have literally always been around each other before we met each other at 16 but I, I've been around her since I was eight years old and not known it. Wow. And had people in my life who were uh, like connected her. to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since I was like eight to nine years old, just because I played baseball in Manhattan a lot. Small but world. I lived in Brooklyn. And I I, I remember pulling up to this baseball field, downtown, I mean, lower Manhattan, and but under, the, under the Brooklyn Bridge for people who know. And the Confessions album playing. I've never heard my father sing ever that album Yo, is right what? next to kaleidoscope mm-hmm. dreams that album is probably the best RB album okay. ever recorded
0: i'm so sorry it is above kaleidoscope no, no, dreams. that that's a very it personal It's not right next to it it's Oops. above it
1: that's confession it is just a masterpiece like nothing like i wish i could play it you know the like that just that that just that literally is like a time machine
0: it is it is
1: especially caught up i if i could go if we had streaming and we could tell what um how many how many hours you spent on a song caught up and what's the other one for um, me
0: bad girl that, and those two uh, superstar which were my two absolute favorites on that album I'll caught
1: know, up was number 3 i think but... if someone put a gun in my head and said i'm going to play this album Front to back, I think the Confessions album, I could go front to back.
0: Okay. And yeah. hit
1: every note. If he said, you got to hit every note, I'm going to tell him, all right, every I got ad
0: lib, Every ad lib, everything. Don't you
1: worry about it. I've met, I've seen Usher. I didn't meet him. i seen Usher in the middle of the street. I was driving. No shit. I was driving my wife to get her glasses from, from some ophthalmologist. I just like that word. I don't know what the fuck you call the eye doctor. Eye doctor place, I guess. I think it's optometrist. Optometrist. And there's a man walking in the street and he got one of them. Stu- Remember we had the Mohawks. After- I didn't have yeah, a Mohawk. Yeah, yeah. He had, had a Stupid ass Mohawk. Yeah, 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 And I'm looking at the man in the street. I'm like, he's a little bit too fly for like regular New York. Something. His outfit was really plain, but I was like, something about it says big money. And I look and I was like, oh shit, that's Usher. And she's like, oh, it is. Should we stop? And I was like, no. I'm not stopping <laughs> to say it. What am I going to say to Usher?
0: <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, to be honest with you, that that's another era. Actually, I think that that was also two thousand and four. Two thousand four was like a really big moment. I feel like in music, two thousand three, two thousand four. That whole time, I'm pretty certain that came out in
1: two thousand four. There's, there's a lot of I got to one day we got to have that discussion of the best years in hip hop because I know for sure that year, like twenty three, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, and also. I know 2009 was a... it was, 2009 when Drake first came out was a very corny, mm-hmm. but kind of needed time. But it was so fucking corny. That's when Tiger was coming out doing yeah. shit. That We was just in a very weird space. We was even dressing weird. I didn't know how to dress.
0: I didn't know <laughs> what to
1: put on. And then 2015 is probably one of the better... 2015 or 26. I can't remember which year. 2016. But whatever it was when J. Cole, Kendrick and Drake dropped, I believe.
0: Yeah. The, honestly, that's probably more...
1: That's one of the better 2015. Years. That, I was just, I was literally just listening to, I was listening to something the other day and Kendrick was playing in the background and I was just listening to the, word. I'm like, he shouldn't be this good. Like, he, we, of course, we all get to see like once in a lifetime shit happen. Like, he's a one in a lifetime kind of artist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like a, like, uh, has the trajectory of being like one of the greats. Right?
1: I, I, I honestly think he is probably one of the greatest right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, easily, duh.
1: And it, it, I mean, he's he's probably one of the only ones we can give that argument without any real hesitation about.
0: Yeah, for like, sure.
1: You could say Drake is probably one of the greatest. Everyone has their butts, 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 but no one gives a butt for Kendrick.
0: Yeah, no, right, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I, no, I don't think anyone's gonna argue that Drake is one of the greats. I think that everyone's gonna argue that Drake is not their personal taste. But you can't necessarily like dispute his success,
1: and it's it's funny because no, you can't at all. And it's well, Kendrick's had an album that some people didn't like. Kanye's had an album that some people didn't like, but like, I'm saying like too much. He has, he, no one liked Jesus. I personally liked this, I, like Jesus. It had to grow on me, and and now he has albums that even after Jesus that people don't like. Drake hasn't had an album that people are like. Ah, this is not it. He hasn't even had a song that people are like, this is not it. And it's so weird to see someone not miss. Only other person I could say has not missed is Jay-Z.
0: Yeah. Jay-Z has the most, like, number one albums of the decade and, or something and like Beyonce. that. And Beyonce. remember.
1: Jay-Z, Beyonce have not missed, and Drake have not missed whatsoever.
0: Yeah. I mean, these are people that, like i think that they don't just take their craft seriously they take their career seriously they don't release to just release Mm -hmm. that's that's sort of like the difference right between like people like them or artists like them i should say versus artists of today where you know there's this clip that goes around on twitter every so often of beyonce from her one of her documentaries where she talks about um the artists just release quick singles. It's just quick singles, quick singles. And it's no like albums that people aren't trying to make albums anymore. And that's really the difference here, right? Mm -hmm. Because we get from some of these newer artists, it's more or less that they just drop singles all the time or features and they're hard to escape. And we sort of become like attached to them in that aspect. But Mm -hmm. if they've released an entire album, it really might not be it. Yeah. You know?
1: Like, that, like, I'm, while you're t- saying that, I'm thinking in my head of the moment, like, I can almost think of a moment, a moment from the top 10 of just music in general. Jay, Beyonce, Drake, Kendrick, Cole, and like, I remember, there's specific moments in my head of their music that I could remember that, like, Jay-Z, you know, just, whatever you want to say with Jay-Z, Beyonce, whatever you want to say, but like, Kendrick, like, remember what album was that? When he was like, if you were in a pine box, I would just break the lock. Like, whatever was that? Uh, I think that was a Drake song. Go right back and fall asleep. Let's carry you out of the death of me. The death of me. Like,
0: what? I don't know which one that is.
1: Whatever. Either way, it's just, I remember specific moments. Even to me, this is my personal longevity. Like, long haul is one of my favorite rappers and has a special place in my heart is big Sean.
0: Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I I put him in the group with Kendrick and J Cole and they, they came in from the same era. And and he's the
1: one that I saw before all of them. Well, I saw J did too, because when he did the lemonade remix, I was like, Oh, that's my favorite. I don't know if you remember when they did the, the BT cipher and Mm -hmm. they did the, the Rosewood. That's when you had that whole Rosewood and they all would wear black suits. When he recorded that, I met him that day, so that's no why they shit. rap so damn good. I have a photo of him. I didn't get—I didn't get to take a picture with him. I took a photo of him like a dickhead, but I remember—I specifically remember that day looking out my window because I lived across the street from a photo studio, and I would always see celebrities go in and out of there. And I'm looking, and I saw the guy, and I was like, "That gotta fucking be Big Sean," just because the outfit and he had the Just Don hat going backwards. Yep. I was like, "That is Big Sean." And I was like, from that day, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna pay attention to Big Sean." he just got better and better i mean he he lets me down sometimes but lyrically he's one of the one of the best to me and ever since drake i'll never forget that one year that they all took big sean's flow they credit him for it but they all took his flow and everybody made fucking big songs from it
0: yeah big
1: sean for me
0: actually uh damn I wish I could recall the year that this was maybe it was like 2010 or 2011 but I actually saw him live at a uh, I was living in Orlando at this time and I saw him at a frat house in UCF and he performed it was it was right after he had released finally famous three and yeah it was just I remember just being super obsessed with him that was around the time I had just started making my own music and Without a doubt, his flow was an influence to me. No question about it. It it was something about it that was just so easy to follow, and his punchlines were just like, almost like comedy. So
1: simple. Yeah, they were so good. They
0: were good. They were good. So I really, yeah, I distinctly remember that. And this was before he had done any sort of. He didn't have an album out. All of his shit was mixtapes, and uh, no nobody really knew him like that. Mm Unless you were like checking for like these new and upcoming rappers, and to the point of Kendrick, the actually the first time I ever recall hearing him was because he was in Black Hippie, and I remember hearing um, what's it called, Zip That Chop That, something like that, and uh, that was his like little group. It was mm-hmm. him, Absol, Schoolboy, and don't even J-Rock. get me started
1: on Schoolboy he 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 don't make as much music as he should but yeah
0: yo it's funny too because He's fucking amazing yo you know what's funny with schoolboy is uh that boy got fat <laughs>
1: he, he was he, didn't even like he mad lost skinny. the weight a little bit huh he noticed he know. i think he lost the weight recently did too he good he for because he knew him. he got fat
0: good for him because yeah i distinctly remember when he like started popping off i was like damn that boy got chunky but yeah, whatever. He was making his money. And that, that actually makes me think of that uh Kodak lyric. The
1: yeah, I'm first time
0: chunky. I'm getting money.
1: <laughs> I can't wait till Kodak get back and start making no, I don't care about Kodak. I can't wait till Bobby get back and start making his music. But that's another <laughs> conversation. But the first time I ever heard Kendrick was on the Buried Alive interlude. That's what I was singing. Okay. And that was the first I didn't know who he was. And then I heard Good Kid Mad City. And I was like, oh, this this isn't regular i'm making music and i sound no this is this person is amazing
0: right i like i I sort of think that around that time they were really trying to push him to maybe go like more of a more mainstream route you wouldn't do it swimming pools was such like a it it's not a bad song it's just out of the element of like a normal kendrick
1: it's it's the same Sound. idea that J. Cole does every time. He has an album and he has that one song that he's just like, ah, like I'll do put it for it. the radio. Yeah, he, he he's literally done it every single album. Yeah, and then yeah, he had yeah, the yeah. one song, and then on the album, the, the song Let Nas Down, mm-hmm. is when he said that he put the song out and Nas didn't like it, because he was like, you're just doing radio stuff. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even like He was like, damn, like, I let my favorite rapper down yeah. on on one of the best rapper Live lives label. Yeah. Because they told me to go do that it's like it was like a weird situation for him to be in it's,
0: that that's the pressure of the label right uh,
1: yep i'll never forget the first time i saw i was i was supposed to see drake's first concert in new york and i didn't realize how big he was until they shut it down because it was the entire i don't know if you remember do you remember the um the documentary he put out Mm-mm. for the first album? he put out a little documentary for the first album and he was talking about his how they shut down his first concert in new york because it was just supposed—it was literally going to be on a random stage for free, and they had to shut it down because Too many thousands people of people—they were going to collapse the the little seaport area. Dang. And it's funny because that was the my first concert I have ever been to was Kid Cudi, and that was when I saw Kid Cudi for the first time. And like that shit changed my life. That's one of my pivotal pivotal moments was seeing Kid Cudi, and that was around the time, just like you said, like how that that area of music that time is what, when you were making music, kind of shaped how you made music. I had like a week, when I went to school for music and like I realized, I was like, all right, I want to make music and not just do the other shit. That's when Kid Cudi had first came out and I was very depressed at that time. And then just hearing Cudi make music the way I was like, oh, this is melodic, but it's still, he's still cool in hip hop. And then that's when I heard the CeeLo Green album. Mm-hmm. And I knew CeeLo Green from Goody Mob, I was like, this is a rap group. And CeeLo Green is over here putting out this like old school Mm -hmm. music. And I love the old school music. So then when I'm making music, I was like so conflicted with how do I be like the rappers I hear now? And how do I make beats like with Cuddy is on? And how do I make music like CeeLo Green? I was like, what? I didn't know what the fuck to do. Right. And then that's just, I honestly feel like being so in tune with all that other music and knowing the specific type of music i want to make is kind of what pulled me away from making music and that was another pivotal moment because all that shit was just so good and i guess i got in my head it was just like how the fuck i'm gonna make music like all of that right right like all these guys that i love so much
0: right you like felt intimidated because you were so inspired by so many different sounds yep yeah i mean that's i think that's almost like a natural thing for probably an artist and you just got to sort of get your ass in the studio and just see what the hell happens, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's one of those, it's like you just have to, I mean, of course it's just try it and just go for it. That's how everybody, that's why these albums got made. That's why Kick Cudi shit got made. That's why that CeeLo Green album got made. But it's, I guess it's an excuse, of course, but I didn't have the means to really just be trying shit at the time got you because in the next year I had a baby and then it was <laughs> it was the dub for all that anyway
0: but I mean uh, to to that point though I honestly don't think that a lot of these artists necessarily knew what it was that they were going they didn't know what their final product was going to sound like they didn't I'm sure for most of them their their like first albums or CeeLo Green's first album maybe as like a solo artist it's certainly Kid Cudi's first album I'm sure he didn't know when he first started doing it. Yeah, he's about
1: to change the landscape and no, shit forever. And
0: and he definitely didn't know what he was going to sound like. He probably had an idea of what he wanted to rap or sing about. You mean hum about? Hum about, yeah. But ultimately, he ended up developing like a niche of a sound for himself, right? Mm-hmm. And that wasn't necessarily something I think that he had planned before it happened.
1: He's very niche. That's Ah, another, that's another thing. That's for, that's another conversation we have to have about very niche music Mm -hmm. and who lives in that shit. Cause even watching like hip hop evolution, I saw just these random niche pockets of music that had such big impacts and just, I could see why we have the rappers we have today. Right. But you don't hear them talk about the where they got the influence from.
0: But yeah, there's, and there's some that are like super niche, right? But then there's others that are, crazy verse like you can't even necessarily say someone like pharrell or the neptunes are, they're not niche at all
1: nope. they're
0: they're they're the amount of music that they have worked on spans so many genres and it's, it's crazy
1: he's probably he can Timbaland go down too. to be pharrell can be the best they, someone can say pharrell is the best producer ever and Period. i wouldn't even argue yeah did you know that they have a, a producer tag a what a producer tag like you know how? Uh, oh yeah, it's the three. It's the it, do, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do. I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I never. It took me how many years to figure that out?
0: Where? Oh, you know what? I, I think I saw that on Twitter.
1: Probably Actually, saw, it on yeah, Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Even though you're banned on Twitter right now.
0: I'm banned on Twitter right now. Yeah. So Twitter
1: famous. He got banned. He got banned.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I caught too much attention, right?
1: Sending news to fucking Lil Nas X.
0: No, never, never that, never that, no. I am banned from Twitter though, unfortunately. So, but I'm going to be back. I got, I think like six more business days left on my, uh, Damn, business. that
1: means Monday, they start Monday. They really count business days.
0: It goes off business days. Yeah. And my, my response, the response email that I received was on a Saturday. So it didn't technically, this be man got
1: until, until the Monday after this Monday. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: And it and honestly, the whole dispute is ridiculous. It's just silly, but
1: you you're over here sharing other people's music.
0: i here's the thing. I'm sharing a post with other people's music. Yeah, but whatever. It's at max two minutes and twenty seconds. And what the fuck? I'm just supporting something that I like. Like, don't we all do that? I think we're yeah. all guilty. Are you doing gonna
1: support that. the SWV? And hell yeah. I, I I sent it to him on Twitter, and you didn't get it.
0: Yeah, for that because
1: reason. but I knew I think this is probably gonna be the besides and the Brandy and Monica, this will probably be the one you probably
0: like get the most into. Get the Most into maybe. I mean, yes and no because there could be others that could really.
1: Hey, no, my I'm I'm not that I'm over the verses. It's just like, what else are you gonna do? You got, I mean, because like look at it. Unless uh, literally, unless even though I know Jim Jones said he won't do it, unless you get Dipset versus G Unit. I'm not. I don't really care. I mean, I'm really here for Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Osley Brothers, yeah. which is still weird to me. Because not. A, I mean, we're gonna get a lot of great music, but that Osley Brothers goes back further than Earth, Wind, and Fire. A lot of yes. it. they go back to like damn near the fifties. Yeah, like fifty-eight, yeah. fifty-nine. Yeah. And and there's music you wouldn't. A lot of when they think Osley Brothers, they think, um, contagious. Contagious. They oh. don't know that. <laughs> that they they go back way far, and I encourage you all to watch uh, Hitsville on Amazon YouTube, Brett, about Motown and how that started, and which is why I nutted up and was like, we're gonna do this fucking podcast because watching them make something out of nothing and it become one of the biggest things in the entire world, and without Motown, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have Michael Jackson, and we would not have Stevie Wonder. Like mm-hmm. imagine just being. A record label and someone like Stevie Wonder's at 12 years old walks in your door blind mm-hmm. and one of, probably one of the greatest musicians of all time, yeah, yeah, and still alive at that.
0: Wait, also to the point of uh Isley Brothers, aren't they responsible for Shout, yeah, right? Isn't that their song? Wait, 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 I'm almost certain that that's them,
1: maybe, almost, it, most likely is, but Earth Wind and Fire, like, I know, yeah. Every- White people
0: love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay.
1: <laughs> they don't even know why either. They're just, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> they just they that's they the reason they started making they having cookouts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I will say though, SWV versus uh, Escape, Escape, SWV all
1: day. Is Tiny going to be there?
0: I, you know, I'm curious because she's, she's in got some a lot of water on right now. now. So I'm curious. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She might need to sit this one out. Yep. But that's sad.
1: So I think we're done here. Yeah. Yeah. It was kinda, a great first episode. Through it all, Yeah. And there's still more stuff to get through in, in other episodes. And stay tuned for that. Yes,
0: sir. I all mean, right. we'll, we'll jump into more other things too. Like we'll do more album album cut reviews, dive into old stuff that maybe like slept on music. Like we talked about before, right? Yeah. Stuff that people haven't thought about or listened to recently
1: things that we forget actually shaped us
0: yeah yeah honestly we we should we should dive into like some actual like things that have happened
1: like when like when Chingy shaped Brett and he was wearing three XTs with a gold skinny <laughs> necklace on his I, neck
0: I was 100% wearing <laughs> three XT doing the chicken with, head down a with
1: Dickie shorts
0: <laughs> and Reebok classics around touching his fucking <laughs> top of his
1: tube socks <laughs> all right y'all y'all stay safe and. We see you next time.